Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your two usual hosts here, Tom Mannering. Hello. And myself, Josh Hartley. How are you doing this week, Tom? I'm very, very tired. Uh, <laughs> I, there, there wasn't a, an episode last week. Uh, this was That was due to, due to two factors. Uh, one, I was in the midst of moving from my flat to my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, on the night we did try and record, when we tried to squeeze it in, my microphone packed up. <laughs> So yep. that, that was a bit of a, uh, a combination of disasters. Uh, but I am now in my new house. Uh, I'm currently, uh, I don't have the internet at the moment, so I'm currently hotspotting uh, so we can record this episode. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's all it's all go uh, at the moment. How are, how you've are got, you? It, yeah, I'm good. You've got a fancy new microphone as well. I do, yes, courtesy of, of yourself and the, the podcast's uh, budget. I, I have a, uh, a nice Blue Yeti, uh, so I can mm. join the Blue Yeti club uh, and pretend yeah. I'm all professional and stuff. Hey, we, we are professional. The, the height of professionalism. Yeah, yeah. Um, good, good stuff, man. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I've had, I've been off most of this week. Um, I've just had, like, days off to use... It was um, it was my birthday on Thursday, so I went out for a nice meal with my family, and uh, yeah, received some uh, nerdy games as presents as well. So, so that's that's been great. So I didn't um, realize it was your birthday on Thursday, but a happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't normally make a big song and dance of it. To be fair, so if, uh, if I not... hadn't been moving, I probably would have caught it. Uh, right, but I am sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I got Dominion off uh, my mum and dad, which uh, I've been wanting for a while. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to giving that a go. Well, I played it before, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting that to the table again and showing the guys down here how to play it. So, What else uh, did you do? What else did I do with, with my week off? Yeah. Um, well, time off, rather, because I was working Thursday and Friday. Um, I just, uh, bits and pieces. I've got my Christmas tree up. So right. the house is looking very festive, um, yeah, and uh, just just hung out with my mum and dad for a bit. So obviously caught up with the rest of my family at my my birthday meal. Um, yeah, it was a friend of mine uh, turned forty on the same day as me as well, Paulie. Right. So what I got him for his fortieth birthday present was uh, I painted him a miniature of his D and D character. Nice. So, I uh, so yeah so thanks to Ashenhold Heart, uh, uh, thanks to Ashenhold Art Airhorns, um, they uh, ben, ben printed off an STL uh, file that I made off Hero Forge. Right. So I just painted that up, uh, nice. and yeah, Paulie was chuffed with it, so which I'm glad for. That's really so, good. So yeah, um, so other than that, uh, been playing a bunch of Magic the Gathering as per usual. Um, and yeah, nothing else exciting really. Fair so, so uh, a couple of things. Uh, oh, uh, we should mention our patreons and plug the Patreon again. Given that we've just used that money to uh, to purchase Tom here a new microphone. So, uh, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying this, 
the link below for our Patreon uh, will be there. Uh, give that a click and you can donate as little as $1 uh, a month. And that, it, everything really helps us out. just keeps the lights on. And we do actually use the money for equipment, not hookers and bore. So, you know, that's always good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we've got a few loyal Patreons, but we'd, we'd need to save up a few months to get some hookers and blow with it. So uh, but, so we decided to get a microphone instead. Yeah, so. <laughs> sometimes you've just got to compromise. <laughs> exactly. This is our artistic integrity here. So, um, but yeah, um, we've got a couple of things to, to talk about this week. Uh, you, you mentioned that there's a new release for uh, D&D. Uh, there is. Now, isn't there? Yeah, so this was announced a while back, uh, but it's actually sort of started to hit the shelves now. So it's uh, Strixhaven Curriculum of Chaos, uh, mm-hmm. which is another Magic the Gathering setting that's being converted over to 5th edition D&D. So we had, uh, we've had a couple of these already. We've had, obviously, uh, Ravnica and we've had Theros, uh, as well as the little sort of mini splat books they did on the internet yeah. as well. Uh, so this is Strixhaven coming over. Uh, it's on Roll Twenty already, I believe, and I think right. it's on D and D Beyond already. But the the hardback book I think is coming out in the next week or two, uh, which is what I'll be picking up because I I don't yeah. do digital uh, books. I'm I'm old school. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's coming out, which I'm I'm quite excited about. Uh, the the things I've seen sort of teased and the reviews i've seen uh are very very positive about it um everything i'm seeing kind of says it's although it is a magic the gathering specific book it's the contents of it in regards to like magic schools and things like that is supposedly very sort of transposable and you could use it in any setting to like represent a magic college yeah and i don't think there's uh, the the setting of strixhaven doesn't have many of the other characters that sort of cross over into the other planes in magic the gathering um Mm. so you've got uh, liliana who is um has got a uh, alter ego there she's one of the professors at Mm -hmm. the college um but yeah you don't really need to be interested in magic the gathering to to get something out of this setting i don't think no, and I think that's potentially going to be the same with the the D and D expansion. I think, obviously, if you do like Magic: The Gathering, you're probably going to get a little bit more bang for your book. But I think, in general, from what I've seen of it, it, it certainly seems to suggest that uh, you're going to, you know, if you enjoy D and D in general, and uh, mm-hmm. you potentially have any interest in like putting a magical school or a magical college, or you know, you want to do your own little Harry Potter uh, RPG with Fifth Edition. Uh, mm-hmm. This could well be a really good resource for you in that way, uh, and I think it has a some new races uh, and some new class archetypes as well. Although I've not really delved into those yet, I'm not sure if this is the one. I did see there was an expansion coming out that has like owl people in it, and I think that might be it. This will one. be this one, yeah, yeah. It will be this one because there are a bunch of like owl characters on the cards. Okay. okay. So if you want to play an owl wizard, this is your opportunity, and who wouldn't, frankly? I mean, in fairness, I'm a, I'm a, a sucker for like new races. Like, if if a book brings out a race that I've not really seen done before, and it's not some like stupidly edgelord race, like I'm I'm usually in for it. Like when they brought out the um, the recent Feywild adventure, uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, mm. I immediately went uh, a game I was playing, and I went and played a, a bunny bunny person because uh, right. they were in it. Admittedly, I only played that guy for one character because the campaign ended. <laughs> for one session, sorry, because the campaign ended. Uh, but yeah, I, I love like trying out new races and stuff. So 
I suspect it's probably the one that if I do get a chance to play a, uh, a game in the not too distant future, I might well play an owl person. Yeah. Are we going to wheel out that old meme of you being a furry again? No. I, owls, like, do, does fur... I mean, owls don't have fur, right? They have feathers. So does that count? Yeah, but, like, yeah, it, 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 I don't think that matters. I think it's just, like, anthropomorphic... Anth- how do you say that word, Tom? Anthropomorphic? That's the one, yeah. Thank you. Thank no you problem. for helping me not undermine my own bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the anthropomorphic uh, people... Um, animals. Uh, I thought that was the whole stick. I get it's feathers, not fur. But the thing is, though, I, I don't want to dwell too long on this. Like, oh, we're going to dwell on this as much as I do like like anthropomorphic animal characters, like the the rabbit men and the the owl folk and stuff like that. I don't like. It's not about them being sexualized in any way. Like, I don't, I don't go in for like you know the the Space Jam sexy bunny girl or the yeah. you know the hyper muscular like people like and you know they're just for me it's just another race. It's it's no different to like an elf or a dwarf or anything. It's just something a bit different. Yeah. Uh, and and the reality is that when you come to other races, more often than not in D anD D, if it's not one of the humanoid races, you know, elves, mm-hmm. dwarves, halflings, it's going to be some sort of animal inspired thing. So yeah, your lizard men or you know things like that. I mean, even like your kobolds and stuff like that all take on a kind of animalistic trait, don't they? They're kind of reptilian uh, as well. So I think like y- you you. Not to try and defend myself, <laughs> I think you're overgeneralizing a bit on on the furry point. Yeah, no, no, I'll 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 drop it now. I'll okay. drop it now. Okay, but, you better. Uh, yeah, I know where you live. Actually, I don't. I have no idea where you live. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't. You live in Carlisle. That's that's all I know. No, as in like I saying saying uh, I know uh, I know where you live. Oh, uh, and uh, sorry, I'm. I'm moaning because I'm I'm trying to get a news article up in front of me for the next thing that we're talking about and a consummate just, professional. Well, and and it's just like adverts everywhere. Like there's more <laughs> adverts and content, and it just yeah pisses me off. Should we should we get on to? Should we, I'm 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 in a uh, I'm in a short mood today. Um, this is, this I, is because we're, reco- we're recording in the morning, whereas we're normally recording uh, the evening. So Josh's coffee hasn't had a chance to kick in yet. I think is what's happening. No, exactly. I'm I'm actually still in my pajamas and uh, and um, dressing gown. Oh, this is not need to hear that, Josh. We're not trying to haunt their nightmares. What's nightmarish about me in a dressing gown? Many things, many many things. Right, right. should we move on and- to this article? Yes, yes. Um, so, Tom, as you may be aware, um, Henry Cavill was on uh, the Graham Norton show recently, uh, and during the interview, the fact that he plays Warhammer came up, and Graham was giving him a bit of a, a bit of a ribbing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, Henry was being polite and just explaining what it is and what you do with it. Uh, Tom Holland was there, and Tom, <laughs> Tom seemed interested, but. I'd be. I would be uh, very surprised if Tom had uh, uh, hadn't heard of Warhammer, given that he grew up in England and mm-hmm. Games Workshops are a big thing here. Um, so, so this went out, and um, the internet has kind of reacted. The internet's a bit pissed off at Graham Norton. 
Um, sure. I'm trying to find some quotes here, like a professional, but um, but so, so to, for context, Graham Norton. Uh, so uh, the BBC has um, said this in a recent article. Graham Norton was sort of portraying it as a little peculiar or weird, almost like haven't you got better things to be doing with your time? That was definitely a shame. I don't, you've seen the clip, haven't you? I have. Yes. Well, what do you think of it? I think he was a bit dismissive of it, um, and I think it, it, there was a little bit of uh, derision to the way he kind of put it across. Um, I think it's a tricky one um, because Graham Norton is prone to a bit of banter with his guests, and he does kind of—I wouldn't say he gives them a hard time, but he does give them a bit yeah. of a ribbon, you know. And I think, I think. It could have been handled better, but I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world. You know, it was it was maybe not his finest moment, uh, but I think people are maybe overreacting a little bit to it. Yeah, I, that's pretty much how I feel about. Like, I, I I would go further. I think like this is just sort of normal for normal for the the hobby that we play, and it. He wasn't being mean or anything. He was just giving him a, a you know a gentle, a gentle ribbing like like how my dad gives me a bit of a ribbing for being into nerdy stuff. And I don't know. I just think well, it's just it's just a bit of a joke. Like we can we can take it surely. We can take it. I think I suppose if I was playing devil's advocate, right, and if you kind of flip right. the scripts on it a little bit, you wouldn't take that kind of tonality on him if it was football or fishing. You know, or something like that—a a mainstream stream mm. hobby, for want of a better way. So, I suppose in in that way, if you were if you were really kind of being critical, you could say that the way he handled it was a bit unprofessional. I suppose, right? Um, because he is sort of taking the fact that he does a hobby that isn't a mainstream hobby, although it is becoming more and more commonplace for people to do things like this. Um, and he's he's kind of you know picking on him a bit for it, I suppose. And it's not like within the hobby, Henry Cavill does anything weird. So it's, so for example, right, just to give you a really out there example. If Henry Cavill had come on and Graham Norton had been like, oh, you know, you're into fishing, and Henry Cavill's like, yeah, I like fishing, and then he starts giving her a ribbon because when Henry Cavill goes fishing, he dresses up as a leprechaun. Uh, then I could kind of understand it, right? Because within... oh, well, well, let's let hold the brake. Put put the brakes on for a second. How did that come into your head? I'm very creative. I'm a GM. Like, <laughs> I <can> just... <laughs> so Henry Cavill, the fishing leprechaun. <laughs> so you just kind of you know you you're you're taking something and then you're taking it to an unusual degree or an, an unusual path. Then sure. I couldn't understand it, but within the hobby itself. He's not unusual. In fact, I imagine compared to most hobbyists, Henry Cavill is probably quite low key on his yeah. hobby. You know, he's uh, given his schedule. You know, the guy's built as fuck, right? Like he's mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a physical specimen. Um, he has you know multiple projects that he's involved in filming, which are going to all be very demanding. Um, I'm not sure if he has a family and things. I don't know Henry Cavill's background, but I'm sure he has, you know, personal life. And I know for a fact Henry Cavill has other hobbies as well because he's a massive gamer. Uh, he yeah. built his own PC rig. He nearly missed his audition for Superman because he was raiding on World of Warcraft. 
Like, he is a full-on, <laughs> like, nerd in that regard. So he's going to have other interests. So, you know, his hobby is probably just part of a very small, uh, a very diverse section of, of hobbies that he's involved in and, and things that, you know, his, his life takes up time with. So, I don't know. I think maybe this is just me playing devil's advocate. If I was going to go on their side of it, I do mm-hmm. think maybe it was unnecessary for him to kind of approach it like that. If he'd approached it with a degree of curiosity and had a bit of a laugh with him about it, yeah. it would have been fine. But there, there, there is certainly, if you do watch it, it's more Graham Norton laughing at Henry Cavill. And Henry Cavill's quite straight-faced. And he's very polite and he's, he, he takes it all very well. Mm-hmm. But he's not laughing with him. He's laughing at him. Yeah. And I suppose you could, and, and and in tune, the audience are laughing at him, which is ridiculous. Because I mean, look at the guy. He's an Adonis. Like, yeah. He's he's a <laughs> he's a really nice guy. Like he's he's got charisma in spades. You know, um, he's been in loads of really good uh, films and TV shows. Some less good, but loads of really good ones. Um, and he always, in the interviews I've seen with him, he always comes across as really level-headed and a really nice guy. Um, yeah. And he's, he's dead respectful. Like, just to slightly go on a tangent, there's there's a, a YouTube video, and it's actors interviewing actors. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's... No, I have not. It's Patrick, have that up. Patrick Stewart interviewing Henry Cavill and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill is, like, so respectful and so deferential to Patrick Stewart. Like, he always calls him Sir Patrick. Like, every time he says his name, he says Sir Patrick. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just, like... The way he talks to him is, like... It's almost, like, borders on hero worship. Like, the way yeah. he kind of... He, he looks up to him and respects him, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, he always comes across as, like, a really nice guy in that, that context. So, yeah, that... If I was going the other way on it, I would say potentially, yeah maybe was a little bit out of sorts and a bit unprofessional if you want to take mm-hmm. that stance on it yeah yeah I, c- I can see i can see the point it's just my thing is oh, let's just all chill out guys come on it wasn't, and, it wasn't that big and i suppose as well if you want to go the next step with it is you could look at it from the perspective as and and this certainly happened to me a lot of people involved in this hobby, especially at a younger age, do get bullied for it. Mm. Like, you know, we've all been in a games workshop and had people, you know, walk past and yell abusive things in. I've had things, when I worked in the stores, I had people things thrown into the store. Mm, you know, there, there was a lot of a lot of people out there who did bully people. I remember when I was at school, people would have their cases, like, stolen off them and thrown across the yard with all their minis inside them. Because we played at school, we had a, an after-school club. Um, yeah. You know, so the, there was a degree of bullying. So I suppose, in a way, you could look at it as a, a little bit triggering to some people as well. Maybe this is just bringing up... Perhaps, yeah. You know, I never actually thought of it from that angle because it, it was... it was I like I stand by it. it what what Graham Norton said, it was very gentle. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't... It, it wasn't... It, it it wasn't like just shouting at Henry Cavill, nice books, nerd, and like sh- <laughs> pushing pushing him down, <laughs> pushing him down the stairs or something. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I I get your point on that. Like, because people, yeah, I, I I got bullied. I got bullied for a lot of things. Uh, Warhammer being one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I do want to be uh, clear. I personally wasn't offended by it. And mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, okay, whatever. And, you know, I got on with my day. Um, 
but I'm just trying to trying to put myself in the shoes of, of yeah, people you're, who you're, are you're, annoyed you're, at you're, it. As you said, you're playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Which is uh, important for any discussion like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, but yeah. I mean, the other takeaway from it, though, is it is uh, similar to when we talked about uh, Post Malone playing Magic the Gathering. And he's since that episode came out, he's been in a ton of videos on YouTube playing Magic. Yeah. Um, it is really nice seeing these uh, celebrities promote our hobby. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think, as well, the, the one takeaway I would maybe have up from that in a positive light is maybe there was someone who's watching that who's maybe been a bit interested in in warhammer or similar and just not quite had the confidence to to take the leap because they're they're worried how they're going to be perceived and you see someone like henry cavill Mm. is involved in it you know that really is going to take the edge off it yeah Um, i i I wish i wish uh someone like henry cavill was playing when i was a kid because it's like yeah if someone if someone gives you grief for it it's like well henry cavill plays it what the hell yeah (laughs) you know Exactly. Like it's it is it's an interesting one, and I, th- I think we we talked about this. Uh, like Tom Holland was there as well, um, yeah. And Tom Holland even says, and I don't know if this is just Tom Holland trying to be nice and sort of take the attention and the sting off Henry Cavill, or if it was genuine. But he actually expresses like an interest in it. Now, yeah, is it likely that that episode finished recording and you know Henry Cavill took Tom Holland to a games workshop? Probably not. But it's still nice to I, have... I like to think that happened. <laughs> like, they, they just went to um, one of the London stores immediately after recording and it's like, right, time to throw down. <laughs> I, I think legally Tom Holland and Henry Cavill can't be friends because one's DC and one's Marvel. You know, it's just not allowed. Ooh, we can't to, cross them over. To have them on the, the same Have they page. not done like DC Marvel crossover comics though? They've done very, them, right? very historically. Uh, right. It's not something that's been done for a very long time. Uh, okay. They did a few uh, back in like the eighties and nineties. There might have even been one as late as the noughties, possibly. Uh, right. They're not very good, uh, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> they are. There, there. A lot of them are very much just like who'd win out of a fight between X and Y. And yeah. what they did was they put it to a vote, uh, like a, a reader's vote. Uh, okay, and then the the character that won the vote would win the fight, and they would basically kind of write it out. They did this weird thing as well, and I'm going to go slightly off topic here, but this this merits go sort for of it. I live, I live for this. So there was a crossover between Marvel and DC that was very much like that, where the characters fought each other, and at the end of it, for whatever reason, and I, and I do have this comic somewhere, but I can't remember why this happens. For whatever reason, the characters merge together. So, like, Batman's fighting Wolverine, and then after the fight happens, they get, like, merged together, and it created something called the Amalgam Universe. And I don't know if this was, like, a joint venture between Marvel or DC, but it was, like, characters that were made out of a fusion of two characters. So I remember... Oh, weird. Like, yeah, like, it's super weird. Like, if, if you want to look into this, like, go go away after the episode to Josh and listeners and search the, the Amalgam <laughs> Universe... And you'll see, like, these combinations of, like... I think it was, like, Batman and Wolverine. And it was, like, Captain America and, like, either Superman or Wonder Woman. I can't quite remember. Uh, I think there was, like, Spider-Man and Superboy at that point, I think it was. Yeah. And, like, they had, like, these kind of... It was really shit. It was super 90s, like, for a start. Yeah. 
and they had these really horrible like costumes and these kind of weird fusions of powers that didn't really fuse together uh and stuff and it was it was such a strange concept and i remember they did have like a a small run after i think as well of of comics with these characters it didn't last obviously because it was Mm -hmm. garbage um but yeah, you don't really see Marvel and DC properties crossed over. I mean, certainly not with the cinematic universes, but uh, not for a long time hasn't there been a, a proper right. crossover. My pal had, uh, it's not Marvel DC, but he did have a comic of Batman versus Predator. That's which... quite common. That's surprisingly yeah. common. Uh, I'm aware of Batman versus Aliens as well. Yeah. Which is... Seems insane to me, but there we go. I think DC are a bit more trigger happy with like the crossovers with a bit more loosey goosey. Yeah, with other uh, IPs, and, and Marvel have done it as well. There was, um, I think, Marvel has Transformers uh, crossover. I think there's a Marvel Star Trek crossover as well. Uh, uh, I think Doctor Who's appeared in the uh, Marvel Universe as well, as you know. I'm not sure about form. that one. You could be right, but I'm not sure. I know yeah. there's definitely, this is a weird one, there's a Punisher-Archie crossover, uh, which is super oh, strange. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I know like uh, DC had a really, quite a successful run uh, with the Aliens and Predators uh, crossing over into the DC Universe. Uh, and I read a few of those as well back in the day. Uh, but they were they were always really weird because they'd have to find reasons why like Superman would struggle to fight a, a xenomorph uh, yeah. and stuff like that and I, I think like one of the crossovers was at a point where Superman had been like really depowered for some reason and then like another mm-hmm. one was like he was fighting them out in space and he went too far away from the sun so his powers started to, to diminish as well and stuff like that so right. it's about trying to kind of force reasons why uh, they would actually have a a chance against Superman, uh, which is you know that's, that's a pretty common problem with Superman in general uh, when you're putting him against uh, less powerful characters. Yeah, uh, for sure. So yeah, it it is interesting. Uh, crossovers are they're not a new thing by any stretch of the imagination. They they go way back uh, to the old days because it was money. You know, like mm. it, if money is incentivized things, it's uh it's always been there, uh, and they were they were certainly part of it. Anyway. Uh, we were talking about Henry Cavill, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine, it's fine. We, we our listeners know what we're like by now. I would hope so. Yeah, otherwise they they probably would still be listening. <laughs> so, um, I think the only other thing to say is this is going to be our last episode of 2021. Um, we're going to take our usual Christmas break. Um, I'm just going to drop this in here. You might see me online over the Christmas period uh, certain certain things willing basically if I, if I end up getting this gaming PC which I'm looking is looking likely now so um, yeah you, I might do a bit of streaming over the festive period while I'm off how so, exciting uh, yeah yeah um, probably Magic the Gathering online um, but I might have a go at some um, digital board games as well. Keep it tabletop focused or adjacent at, mm-hmm. at the very least. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, that's that's so, our wheelhouse, right? Yeah, that's that that's the purpose of the podcast. <laughs> More we or less. Talk about anything else? Yeah, yeah, loosely. So um, 
But no, I think the only other thing uh, to say is that I uh, hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Have you got... Uh, your, your your plan is to head back down and see your mum, isn't it, Tom? It is, yeah. I'm uh, travelling back down to, to England for the first time in like three years for Christmas to, to go and spend time with my family. Uh, I've actually got my mum up in Scotland at the moment. Uh, this is a slightly funny story just to, to end on. Uh, my mum is up in Scotland at the moment and she's currently in my old flat cleaning it for me. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. She volunteered. I just want bless, to... Bless her. I just want, yeah. to, want to make this clear. I didn't ask. Oh, look how that... Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Because <laughs> she knew that like, I'd be quite busy, you know, moving and, and setting up the new flat. I'm waiting for deliveries and things. Like, I'm waiting on a sofa and a bed and, and all that kind of stuff sure. in the new house. So she was like, oh, well, you know, I'll come up. It gives me something to do and I'll clean the house. I'll clean the flat for you. So I was like, that's mm-hmm. nice. So I'm going to... Uh, once we wrap up here... Uh, once I've got another delivery this afternoon, I'm going to go over and give her a hand. Give my old mum a hand. Excellent. And then I'm going to spend Christmas with her. No, oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I am obviously just spending Christmas with my family down here. So Makes sense. Very much looking forward to it. I've got a lot of time off booked as well, so it'll be great not to worry about work for nice. a couple of weeks. It's the dream. Um, and I've almost got all my Christmas shopping done. I've got a few bits and pieces left to get, but... Uh, nice. But mostly done. Mostly haven't even started mine yet. Aha, nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure one of these. Uh, I'm one of these, like you know, December the twentieth Christmas shoppers. Wow. Okay. I, I used to be like that, but I can't take the anxiety of that anymore. It doesn't bother me. Oh. Righty. Oh well. I think on that note, then. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening and for sticking with us throughout 2021. We will be back in 2022, January. And uh, but until next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you.